Zoo special episode, Yuletide shenanigans. If you are traveling across America, you might, in the heat of the late morning, at the edge of a large city or an extensive forest, come across a large hand-painted sign. It will only be there if you aren't in a hurry. You will only notice it if you have no place in particular you need to be. The sign features one word, and no matter your history with the type of entertainment it advertises, you will be intrigued. If you are lucky, you will continue on, thinking a sign that old couldn't refer to something that still exists. Unfortunately, it still does, but only if you aren't looking for it. You are following a sign marked Zoo. Happy Holidays! Christmas, everyone! Now, settle down, settle down. Ain't no reason to be causing such a ruckus. If y'all settle down, I'll tell y'all a story. All right, all right. Where to begin? Hmm. Now, this one's pretty good. It happened before all that ruckus down in Miami. So, it was some time ago. Well, it happens in the timeline. It's a little wibbly-wobbly, but don't you worry your little head's not about it. Santa Ambus, what's a timeline? Were you listening? No, don't worry about it. Just sit back and let me wrap you in the cozy blanket of a story. Now, as I recall, it started with Michaela out in the Two-Eyed Sheep exhibit. a good girl. Yeah, that's right. You are. Michaela, are you out here? Oh, there you are. Oh, hey, Amos, what's up? We got a bunny up terrorizing a Texaco in a small Midwestern town? Or a child in Atlanta raising a dobachu in a backyard goldfish pond? Oh, I bet it's Florida-related, right? It's always Florida. Skunk ape? NASA gargoyle? St. Augustine monster? Caratop is from Florida. Is he a cryptid? Because if he is, Rafferty owes me 20 bucks. No, actually. Nothing's going on. It's kind of quiet out there. Huh. 
Have you named the flat lambs yet? I sure did. This one's Violet, and that's Beckett, and this one is Gideon, and this one here is Jojo the Flat-Faced Boy. Hey, Amos. Yeah? Does it ever snow in the zoo? Now that I know of, the zoo always maintains a pretty average temperature, and a pretty consistent day-night ratio, too. Huh. It's so strange. I guess I never quite think about how this whole place is, like, controlled. It's never rained here either. And sometimes stuff just happens, and I'm not sure if it's the zoo or some cryptid. Like what? Okay, like this morning. When I woke up, there was a potato in one of my shoes. That is new. Like, what cryptid does that? Like, we got a chupacabra that drains blood out of sheep for sustenance, and we've got a giant monster of wind and bone that can be summoned to kill people. These things I kind of understand. Creature that puts potatoes in shoes? The hell. Hey, what the hell is going on over there? It looks like that short man with the peg leg is poking Beckett with a stick. Beckett alone. Hey, that's my stick. The hell do you think you're doing? I'm harassing this sheep. Why? It's what I do. What the fuck do you do, toots? Language. I'm Michaela Kespar. I'm a cryptid, um, locator. Huh. Well, I don't know what the hell that is. Why is this sheep wrong? It's not wrong. It's flat. Hey, don't flat shame Beckett. What the fuck ever. You took my stick. How am I supposed to harass sheep? You aren't. Seems fake, but okay. You do you. I got a jet. And where do you think you're going? Got shit to do later. What a strange little man. You know we haven't seen the last of him, right? Said Michaela. Boy, she right. Not even 24 hours later, was a short man in a red wool hat spotted in a valley between the Demwav and the Uriuli enclosures. The next day, while Dr. Trenchard and her staff were putting up the holiday tree in the biology lab, the little pest was seen again. This time in the lab kitchen eating the crust off of Technician Corday's leftover chicken pot pie. And I don't blame him none, because Corday's chicken pot pie is a real humdinger. But the little ankle biter was up to no good. It was on the fourth day that Michaela found herself with a very unwelcome house guest. Spoons? You are what? See, there are spoons. And I was licking them. Oh, hell no. Come on. The fuck? Where the hell do you think you're taking me? We're going to see the Mothman, you wretched little goblin. Mothman? What the hell does that f- want? 
All at once, Michaela got to the Mothman. She found she wasn't the only one there. It's outrageous! He was eating the cost off of every loaf of bread in the pantry. He asked for a sheep, which I provided. Then he just kept harassing it around my stall. He was just standing there in my favorite gully. When I asked him what he was doing there, he told me. You, you tell him what you said. I said go to bed, old man. See? Would you quit doing that? No. Slamming doors. What's going on? It appears that a gang of vandals has set up shop in the zoo. It's worse than we thought, Michaela. It's not just one of them. It's several. And they're all just rude teens. <gasps> I'll suffer big feats and lake nest monsters and venomous ducks, but I will not suffer <laughs> rude teens. Everyone, please, calm down. I'll figure something out. Michaela, what was this one doing? He came into my room to lick a spoon. A spoon? She has very good spoons in her bedroom. What? I had my usual 11 p.m. bowl of cereal and left the bowl in the nightstand. Oh, don't you all look at me like that. None of you are without sin. The late hour has everyone on edge. But don't worry. I'll assign a task force that will not sleep until the situation is resolved. Michaela, get to it. What? Why me? Assistant Director Dalton is away visiting family for Christmas. Dr. O'Briony is out of town for some conference for supposedly dead scientists. And Capture Team Leader Nicolaiason is setting up the Santa Claus traps. You are the best option. Okay. Do not worry, Michaela. You have this. Now, all of you rude teens, follow Michaela to her office. Doing what we're told isn't exactly our thing. Isn't that right, gully guck? Nope. Totally not our thing, Sheepcoat Claude. Isn't that right, Stubby? Certainly not. We only do mischief, right, Spoonlicker? That's right. We're edgy. Right, Door Slammer? I'm slamming doors! Go ask Sheepcoat Claude! We're so edgy and mischievous, we won't even do the thing you expect us to do, which is run away. So, we will do what you ask, just this once. Because we're edgy like that. Come on, lads. Let's go to the state's office. I will remember this, Mothman. So Michaela rounded up all the boys and took them to her office to begin her investigation. It took... Santa Amos, I think you forgot Pot Scraper and Bull Liquor. What? Pot Scraper shows up before Door Slammer. And you also said it was day four, so Door Slammer wouldn't be there yet? You sure are a nose little child, aren't you? 
Remember, Santa Amos has the Krampus on speed dial. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. So I'll go and check on Michaela on Christmas Eve. Michaela, are you... Oh, wow. There are 13 of them now. I see. For the love of God, stop that. What the... I'm slamming doors. Why is it so dark in here? Oh, that guy over there broke all the lights in my office. Donate some candles. I had some. He ate them. I see. Including the one I had that smelled like upstate New York. From time to time, I'll hear this loud belch from the closet, and the place will smell like Syracuse for ten minutes. That appears to be a routine in your rafters. Oh, that sausage swiper. From time to time, he'll just start screaming, and I have to crack open the package of Johnsonville brats to get him to pipe the fuck down. Sounds annoying. Oh, it's something fierce, as you would say. Any ideas who or what they are? Yeah, I finally figured it out when this guy here kept asking the gourd man for skier. Skier! What skier? It's an Icelandic yogurt, basically. Here they are. Say hi to the Yule lads. Rude little shit is more like it. Hey! Whoa, you're a bit rugged. <laughs> oh, that's right out. That's a doorway sniffer. Inventive. Their mother must have been quite a bit peeved with all them. Oh, their mother is quite an interesting woman. A giantess with a knife who cooks and eats naughty children. I understand or they'll get their rudeness. Oh, these little shits are in on it. If you're a good child and leave your shoes under the windowsill, they will put toys in your shoes. If you're bad, they'll put a potato in there. You know, to fatten you up. Oh, well that explains your potatoes. Yeah. And Popcorn's new Game Boy Color. Ah, oh, damn, he got a Game Boy? What games he got? Not important. How do we get rid of these rude teens? I don't know. Allegedly, they go away. Allegedly? Each one stays for 13 days, and then they disappear in the order that they came. We can't stand that, Michaela. They're tearing the zoo apart. That one over there keeps going around hooking things to that meat hook. And that one literally tore down two hedges trying to look into a window. Oh, that's Window Peeker. Meat! Hold on, gotta crack open another pack of frogs. Ha <laughs> ha! I hate my life. Now, Michaela, you have a very wonderful life. You got friends, and tomorrow's Christmas. You got that to be looking forward to. Don't let a bunch of rude teens get you down. They're just children. Wait, what? They're just... Oh, Amos, you beautiful son of a bitch. You've been hanging out with these rude teens for too long. Who are you going to call? The zoo operator. Now, I set up a perfectly good Ghostbusters joke, and you didn't follow through. Sorry, Amos. I just spent a week with a bunch of rude teen boys. They all have opinions about Ghostbusters. Oh, I ain't got no time for opinions. I got doors to slam. I was sniffing that. Michaela, the zoo don't have an operator. I know, I know. Hold on. 
can I help you, Michaela Kespar? Yes, I have located a group of missing children. All brothers. Can you page Gryla to come to the administrator's office, please? Of course, Michaela Kespar. Thank you. You think that's gonna work? Works in a regular zoo. That's what I got, Amos. Attention, zoo guests. Will Gryla please come to the administrator's office? Your children are waiting. Okay, let's get these little shits together and go to the Mothman's office. How are you gonna do that? Please, Amos, I have so many male cousins. I know how to handle this. Okay, what you got? Hey, y'all want to watch The Dark Knight in the Mothman's office? And so, Michaela and I made our way to the director's office. Thirteen rude teens in tow. It was, as always, a balmy room temperature day. The sun was high in the sky when we arrived, and the director came out to meet us. Michaela, I just had a rather concerning vision of disaster. Where? Right in front of my office. What have you done? Hey, I thought we were watching a movie. Oh. Oh, that door. I gotta... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta go take care of some business. <sighs> I figured out these rude teens are kids of some Icelandic giantess named Gryla, so I had the zoo page her. Gryla is a giant vengeance creature that eats children. You thought it would be a good idea to invite her here. Come on and slam, and welcome to the slam! Relax. I've got this. I hope you are as accurate as you are confident. Is it just me, or is it getting a bit nippy out here? She is approaching. About that time, the sunlight began to dim. We could hear the distant rumble of her footsteps, the dragon sound of her sack of disobedient children as it slid over the cobblestones, and the rattling of the necklaces and chicken feet and bones of unruly ankle biters. As she approached, I could feel the frost collecting on my cotton. She was a towering thing. She had to duck under the archway. She was wrapped in a shawl of ragged night, and with every step, the entire zoo quaked. Who dares summon me? Your children were found at different locations across the zoo, unattended. They are spirited youngsters. I smell... Naughty children. They are your own. (gasps) You dare to judge my parenting? I don't judge. However, I must remind you of the sign posted at the front of the zoo. I saw no sign! Here, let me show you. You see? That one. Children are to be accompanied at all times. Parents are responsible for safety of and property damage caused by children. They are all fine! All of them have two eyes and four limbs! Except she Claude. Hi, Mom! Yes, however, 
They have trampled two hedges trying to look in windows, broke several lamps, stolen at least 22 bowls, 53 spoons, 16 pots, 49 candles, and 22 loaves of bread. They've eaten 148 meals from the concession stands they have not paid for. There's a broken rafter in the biology lab, we've had to replace three doors, and there's countless items with holes in them from inappropriate application of a meat hook. That is not to mention the therapy we will need for 18 two-eyed sheep, one sheep squatch, two faziandore, and 32 lambs of tartary. All in all, you are currently on the hook for damages to the tune of $64,341.52. What? Now, now, I'm sure we can reach an arrangement, which is why the Mothman is here. What can be done, Mothling? Um, well, let's see. While the damage done to the zoo is extensive, and the harassment of the animals is particularly heinous, I think we can agree to an arrangement where you remove the children immediately, and they are expressly forbidden to return unless invited. We will forgive them out of our respect for you once. Agreed, Mothling. Then your bill will be forgiven. But if any of your children return, my hand will be forced. Understood. Children, come! Ah, Mom. They have so many good doors to slam. But I like it here, and I never got to see the Furbies. Count yourself lucky, Spoonlicker. They are vile creatures. Uh, I don't want to go. Shush, or you will all be grounded. Um, um, not one word. Narrowly avoided disaster. Sorry. Not at all. A disaster narrowly avoided is still avoided. It's sort of been the entire goal of my life. Michaela? Now, my old eyes might be playing tricks on me, but is it, uh... It's snowing. This is amazing. Mothman, did you do this? No. This is curious. I haven't seen it snow here before. Wow, it's really coming down. You'll be able to make a snow squatch in an hour. Oh, we can make snow angels. I don't know how successful that would be. I think my wings would just get in the way. Or they'd be the best snow angel ever. It's getting unreasonable out here. I need to go get my beans. Get Barnes. I gotta throw a snowball at him. Oh, that sounds like fun. Mandatory zoo staff snowball fight. Oh yeah, sounds fun to you. You're not the one married to the guy who gets hurt going to get the mail. Zoo staff, there will be a mandatory snowball fight held outside of the director's And that's the story of how Michaela Kaspar got rid of the Yule lads. 
Doll and Doll it. Yes, Santa Amos. Good. Now run along and play. It's cold out there, so put your hats and gloves on if you plan to go out past the dooryard. Santa Amos? Yes? I'm worried I might get a potato in my shoe. Now why would you be worried about that? I haven't been very nice to my little brother. Well, now that you understand that, why don't you apologize and start being nice? I don't know if I can. Nonsense. The long-ass monster believes in you. And the Bigfoot believes in you. And I believe in you. Do you believe in yourself? Yes. As long as you believe in yourself, you can do anything. Even be nice to your horrible little brother. Now run along and play nice. was created by C.J. Housh, Connie Kitts, and Cody Phillips. This episode is written by C.J. Housh. The voice of Michaela Kespar is Connie Kitts. The voices of Amos, the Gourd Man, and the Mothman are C.J. Housh. The voices of Dr. Corday, Gryla, Doorway Sniffer, and The Child are Cody Phillips. The voice of Popcorn is Wooly. The voices of Sheepcoat Claude and Sausage Swiper are Shay Smith. The voices of Spoon Licker and Stubby were Paul Matteo. And the voices of Door Slammer and Gully Gawk were Donald Robertson. Original music by Nathan Gandy. Sound design by C.J. Housh. Follow us on Twitter at Zoo Podcast for updates on Season 3 of Zoo, coming early 2020. The ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future, are creatures that the zoo cannot keep contained. To avoid a visit, please donate at patreon.com slash zoopodcast. You'll get exclusive bonus content. A special thank you to our Spooklight sponsors, Dot Mackie, Nathaniel, Alex Smith, Yzma Hecht, Michael S., Tina Daniels, and Bobby Banner. And to our Bigfoot benefactors, Mike Gokel, Cassandra Casablanca, and Polaris, King of the Walrus. A Locust Road Production. Water break. It's like the Sahara in my gob. Hey, pro tip. Uh, don't drink water and sing at the same time, because uh, you'll do some dumb shit. <laughs>